Let's all bow our heads in prayer, and you do not need to repeat after me, but just pray, listen, and speak to God. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great day that we call Easter. Remind us, Lord, that we always have your resurrection life in us, that we are called your Easter people. Father, we just want to share the old, old story with everybody we come in contact with. We thank you for the opportunity of being able to send the morels to Uganda and to share the old, old story there with the people that don't know Jesus. Father, help us to always remember those in our community that also need to hear. Hear our prayers as we pray for them, that their souls may be pricked by you in a way that makes them wonder, who are you? And may they come and ask, may they receive as we boldly speak out about Jesus and the resurrection life. Father, we pray for our church. We thank you that we can come together and celebrate where we've been. And even with a little bit of discomfort, to celebrate where you are calling us to go. To know that you are calling us to share that old, old story of Jesus and his love. Next Saturday when we meet here, Lord, help us to celebrate those highs and help us to be concerned about those lows and open our minds to your good, pleasing, and perfect will for Dunphy Missionary Church. Father, we thank you for this Resurrection Sunday that we call Easter. May this celebration Open a capacity in each one of us for victorious, peaceful, productive, and God-honoring lives. Thank you for calling us to be your Easter people. In Jesus' name, amen. So our sermon series has been leading us up to this great Sunday, Jesus in his own words. He always talked about what he would do when Easter morning came. <clears throat> some people believed, some people didn't. Most of them probably really didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. Our scripture today, where we are going to read the words that Jesus spoke in his own words, are in John chapter 11, if you would open your Bible to John chapter 11. <clears throat> now these words that we are going to read today were not spoken by Jesus on that first Easter Sunday, but they were pointing to that first Easter Sunday. John chapter 11, I want to put these verses that we're going to read into context. 
It's really about Jesus' good friend, Lazarus. Lazarus was the brother of Mary and Martha. And Jesus loved that family. He loved Lazarus. And he got word that Lazarus was sick. Jesus was not in the area at the time. And he waited a couple days. And then he told his disciples, we need to go to be with Mary and Martha and and the people there by Lazarus because Lazarus has fallen asleep. And the disciples didn't really understand what he was talking about. So he said, listen, Lazarus is dead and we need to go. So they went and Martha came out and met Jesus and she said, Jesus, if you would have been here earlier, Lazarus wouldn't have died because she had faith in Jesus. She knew what Jesus could do. And Jesus said, I'm glad that I waited so that you will really know who I am. So it's at this time that we read John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he said, Do you believe this? If we put these words in the context for today, you will hear these words. If you could hear all around the world these verses, you would probably hear them spoken every day next to a grave. The pastor would quote these verses, but the pastor would not be speaking to the dead. He would be speaking to the alive, the family, those who are around the dead, just like Jesus spoke to Martha and those that were around him. He was not speaking to Lazarus. Lazarus was in the tomb. He was speaking to the people around him. So let's take that into context. Jesus is speaking these words to us today. And then later, to put these verses into more context, Jesus went to the tomb. Lazarus had been dead for four days. He was wrapped in death cloths, like you would think of a mummy all wrapped up in strips of cloth. And Jesus wept. And Jesus stood outside that grave, and he said, Lazarus, come out! And Lazarus walked out of that tomb. Now, just to be very clear, Lazarus was not walking out of that tomb in his resurrection body. He was walking out of that tomb in the same body 
that he went into it with. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He gave life back to Lazarus. Lazarus would be able to live to be an old man, but he would die again. In our resurrection body, we will never die. In our resurrection body, that is what we will have for all eternity. The resurrection is more than just an event. More than just an event that happened once in history. It's the source of power. Power that we can experience in our own lives every day as Easter people, like I was explaining to the kids. The same resurrection power that brought Jesus from death to life is available to us. If we tap into it, we see an amazing transformation of our own life. And we will become Easter people. As a believer, we actually have residing in us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The old sinner that we once were is put to death and we can become a new creation on the inside. We can have a new life. We are full of the resurrection life that God gives us through Jesus. And as Easter people, I want to share with you five qualities that Easter people understand and believe in about resurrection life. The first quality is that we die to self and live now. Verse 25b, the second half of verse 25 that Jesus spoke in his own words, he said, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. Remember that death must always precede resurrection. We know that through what Jesus went through. He hung on the cross and he took the judgment for our sins. And the judgment was death. Jesus died and was put in the tomb. And then came Easter, the resurrected Christ, raised from the dead. Easter people are willing to sacrifice whatever selfish desires and agendas that we have that conflict with God's purposes for our lives. We must decide to crucify our selfish attitudes and behaviors. We need to put them in the tomb so that God can raise us to a new life by transforming our attitudes and our behaviors into healthy ones that will help us to grow, to be more like Jesus. Here's what we need to understand. Physically, all people are born and live and then die. In our natural body, we are progressing toward 
physical death. You can feel it, can't you? <laughs> oh. But spiritually, we were all dead. We had the old sin nature in us. We were born with it until we were made alive through a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We died to self to live now. Have you put to death your old self so that you may be resurrected in the life with Christ? Listen to this. Whether you're here right now or you're listening online, listen. It has to happen now. Don't wait until you die physically and then you're face to face with the Lord and you have to explain to God why you never chose to live the resurrection life. Easter people die to self and live the resurrection life now. Each and every day we are Easter people. Our hope of the resurrection is not just for the future. When we physically die and go to heaven, it's also for now. We live now. As we stand on this earth and we gaze at the doors of heaven, while we are living on this earth, struggling in this life with sin, it's a very difficult life that we live if we only focus on the sin. It's a dark world that we live in. Politicians and much of our news media, they try to teach us that government is the answer. Culture tries to teach us that money and status is the answer. Our bodies try to tell us that medical advances are the answer. But I'm here to tell you an old, old story. A story that still applies today. It's a true story. It's a story about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Resurrection life. It exists inside and outside of heaven God's Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that first Easter morning is in you. It's in each one of us if we believe in Jesus Christ and accept Him as our Lord and Savior. We become Easter people. That's exciting news. Each and every day we are Easter people. Why not make use of this God-given power in your life right now? You're going to have to use 1 John 1.9 now and then. Write it down if you don't know it. 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Listen to that. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That means He makes us righteous. He makes us holy. He gives us a resurrection life. We must regularly confess our sins, repent, and embrace the mercy and the forgiveness and the grace that our great God gives us. Easter people, we can die to self and live now.
The second quality is an eternal relationship. Jesus said in his own words in verse 26, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Then he said, do you believe this? Hope for life is not found through performing religious rituals, believing right doctrines, or doing good deeds. We can realize all those things are valuable. They are but they will not produce eternal life. Easter people place their hope in a dynamic, in a very real relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord. As we live with him, relying on his resurrection, his resurrection power at work in our life, we will experience a fulfillment of God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is a new hope. This is a new life. A resurrection life. This life is not religion. This life is a relationship. Instead of focusing on what we can do for God, let us focus on what God can do through us. He wants to advance his kingdom. He wants to advance his kingdom all around the greater Fort Wayne area. And he wants to use his children to do his work. What can he do through us? Dunphy Missionary Church is to act like Easter people. We need to use resurrection power and share our Jesus relationship. That old, old story we need to share with the lost and the hurting world. As Easter people, we ask God to help us. Help us, God, to see our life from your perspective. We look beyond the world's values, which we know are only temporary. And we look to the eternal value. When you have decisions to make in your life in this dark, dreary world, when you're trying to discern what God's will is for you in any particular life situation, base your decisions for all aspects of your life on what matters most in eternity. We must make the most of our time right here on earth, keeping in mind that it will soon be over and we will each be accountable to God for what we used our time for and how we used that resurrection power that he has given each one of us. He said in verse 26, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? The third quality of Easter people that we understand is the joy, the peace, and the confidence. The freedom from sin and our blessed hope in Jesus Christ that the resurrection produced brings great joy into the lives of Easter people each and every day. 
if we allow our constantly changing circumstances that this world throws at us to control our lives, then we can easily lose that joy. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, we will all experience that resurrection joy which will remain constant despite all our circumstances. Joy is not the same thing as happiness. You know, happiness we, we kind of wear on our shirt sleeve and we let it get pushed off onto the floor. But joy is more than an emotion. Resurrection joy is the ability to see beyond our circumstances to the God who has ultimate control over all things, all things in our lives. And our God always acts according to what is best for us. Easter people experience this resurrection joy in their life. And because of the resurrection's power, you do not have to live with guilt and shame. Sure, we've all done bad things. Our sins, though, are forgiven. Our guilt has been paid for through God's grace and mercy of Jesus hanging on the cross. Ask God to just flood your soul with peace. The peace that passes all understanding. The peace of knowing that you are in a right relationship with Him. Now, here's the caveat to that. We must recognize that we cannot continue to deliberately sin. Not if we want to have a right relationship with God. God expects us to use our resurrection power to deal with our sin, our desire to sin. The desire must go. There is no place for deliberate sin in the resurrection life. Our desire to continue sinning blocks the joy and the peace that God has for his Easter people. Since God is at our side, we can have absolute confidence. Confidence in his love. Resurrection confidence means that we do not need to be afraid of what the future holds. Whenever Easter people encounter trouble in this fallen, dark world, we just need to trust God to lead us. Lead us through it and accomplish a good purpose. God's will for our life. You hear me say it frequently. It's in Romans 12 too, by the way. God's will for your life is good, pleasing, and perfect. Don't place your trust on anything less than God. Not our government, not your family, not your health, not your job, not your money, and certainly not all these things that we have. Easter people must give allegiance wholeheartedly to God. Then we will experience resurrection life with confidence that cannot be shaken by any changing circumstances. Easter people live a resurrection life and they understand the quality 
of joy and peace and confidence. Now the fourth quality. Easter people need to expect the impossible. Expect the impossible. Jesus in his own words tells us, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus was asking Martha and the people around him. I can tell you one thing. They did believe that Jesus is the life when they saw Lazarus walking out of that tomb. Jesus frequently told the people around him that he, Jesus himself, would be resurrected by God's sovereign power. All indications from Scripture show that they really did not expect the impossible until it happened on that first Easter morning. God's power behind the resurrection will take you, Easter people, into situations that you just may not expect. But we should expect God to challenge our faith when we accept His resurrection power in our life. Always keep in mind that if you trust Him, you will experience great adventures in your life that He has planned for you. Greater than you can imagine because God's resurrection power is resident in your soul. I just have to share my own personal experience with this one. It was a couple years ago. There was an elderly lady in our church that asked for prayers for her daughter-in-law, who was in ICU. I talked to her after church to get a little bit more information, and she said, it's not looking good. It doesn't look like she's going to make it. And my son is just spending every hour of every day there at her bedside. So I asked her, I said, do they have a church? Do they have a church connection, somebody to be praying with them, to be there with them? And she said, no. The, the lady didn't live a very good life. And my son, she said, I brought him up in church. He knows who Jesus is but they're not connected to any church. And so I told her, I said, I'll go and meet with him and I will pray with him and pray for his wife if he would want me to. So contact him and if he's open to it, just give me a phone call back. So it just happened that one day, Pamela and I were at the hospital to visit her mother, which is a whole nother story. We can tell another day, but... As we drove into the parking lot, I got a phone call from this mother. And she said, my son would just love it if you would visit with him. And I said, I'm here right now. I'm going right to his room. God has a way of doing those things, setting the timing up just right. Well, I got to his room and I talked to him for a while and I found out that the doctors had just told him and, and his family that 
she was gone. She was dead, brain dead. She had not moved a muscle, voluntarily or involuntarily, for a couple days. The doctor said there were no accounts and measurements that this person is alive at all, and he recommended that they would need to take the life support off of her. So all hope was done. They were just trying to figure out when the last time would be to take the life support off. And I asked him if he minded if I spoke to her, prayed with her, read her some scriptures, and he said, no, that'd be great. And I I, I explained, you know, I, I hear hearing is the last thing that goes. So I want to get next to her and speak to her and just let her hear my voice. So I got down by her ear and I told her who I was. I told her I wanted to read some scripture to her. You know, I wasn't sure if she had ever heard the old, old story of Jesus and his love. So I read some scripture. I read the Psalms. And then I told her, I said, I've got some holy oil here. I want to anoint you with this holy oil. And just know how much Jesus loves you. I carry holy oil with me ever since I became a pastor. A lot of pastors don't. I've got it on my keychain. I just never know when this holy oil might need to be used. You know, I consecrated the doorways around the church before the prayer vigil. And I ask God to protect us from the evil one. Don't ever let that thing in through these doors as people walk in to hear. Let them feel your presence and your blessing. Just let them feel the power of your Holy Spirit when they come here. Well, I took that holy oil and I told her, I'm going to be touching your forehead now and anointing you with this oil. And I put the oil on her forehead and I began to make a cross. And I said, I anoint you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And she turned. She moved. She opened her eyes. And she looked at me. I prayed. (laughs) I said, praise God. There was some message that she received of the old, old story that day. I prayed. I said, God, if it be your will, let her get up out of this bed and walk. I didn't know when to stop. (laughs) Wow. And then I had to go back to my elders and I said, you know what? I'm ashamed. I was doing what I knew I should do as a pastor, but I really didn't expect it. I didn't expect the impossible. Easter people, we need to expect the impossible because we have a resurrection life that God has given to us. Easter people live the resurrection life where where prayers are answered. We didn't pray for 24 hours just as a religious thing. We prayed because we knew God heard us and God is going to answer those prayers. Easter people 
that live a resurrection life believe the impossible. People are healed. The most destitute, sinful people are born again and receive the resurrection life. Peace and comfort are part of life, even though peace passes all understanding. Living a resurrection life means that we expect the impossible. The fifth quality of Easter people is life and hope. In verse 25 that we read, Jesus says in his own words, I am, I am God. I am resurrection and the life. Easter people make full use of the authority that we have as Christians to lead other people to eternal life. The greatest visual experience that you will ever experience on this earth is when someone accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's an outward and it's a visible sign for us to know about that inward and invisible spiritual grace that's occurring on the inside. When you see that, when you experience that, it's almost as if the heavens open and you can hear the angels celebrating when that one person repents. As valuable as it is to minister to people's physical needs, which we need to do, we need to let the community know that we love them, we need to be very careful not to stop there. Our resurrection life emboldens us to share the old, old story of the gospel message with people that we come in contact with as often as we can. We should represent Jesus well. I know that sounds like quite a chore to represent Jesus well. But it's really just God living in us. It's the resurrection life. As other people see God at work in our lives, they'll be attracted to Him. Every day, we must continue to pursue the face of God passionately. And in our passion for Him, we spark an interest from others that see us. So they too can pursue Him for themselves and become Easter people, living a resurrection life. Isn't that a great thing to share? And finally, our resurrection life must include the quality experience of resurrection hope. Our salvation means that we do not need to fear death. Expect God to fulfill all the promises that He made in His Word to us. Trust in the promises that He's made to us. Jesus in his own words says in verse 26, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Share this life and hope with others. We can live with a true hope of heaven in mind, pursuing eternal values. Easter people rejoice in the resurrection hope that we can experience each and every day. 
if you're here today, if you're listening online, and you celebrate Easter just today on Resurrection Sunday, once a year, let me tell you, you are missing out. We are Easter people. We understand the qualities of resurrection life that we have today and every day. We die to self and we live right now. We have an eternal relationship with Jesus, not religion. We experience joy and peace and confidence in our resurrection life. And we expect the impossible. Impossible. And we share life and hope. You can live and walk in resurrection life today, tomorrow, and every day. Live the resurrection life, will you? Let's bow. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this awesome day that we call Easter. Thank you for reminding us about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you for reminding us that you call us to be Easter people every day. Help us, Lord, to be bold and to share the old, old story of Jesus and his love with all those we come in contact with. In Jesus' precious name, amen.